The following program is intended for mature audiences. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend, indeed it does. And we'll be right back, folks, after the first gem of the day. Boom. All yes. Right. All right. 
That uh, I, I I fully endorse that call. That was good stuff. See, and that's definitely more of a Michael Sean Lee tune than a Johnny Teflon you would, tune. You would think. You definitely would think. As much as I love me some Talking Heads, I'm not what you'd consider a uh, a tree hugger, a nature orientated person, crunchy, <laughs> whatever you want to use, whatever common parlance the, the kids are using now. I, I, I don't know if the Talking Heads necessarily fall into that genre, though. I mean, they were very unique. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, in their time and to this day. And remember, uh, a punk band as their roots, that was that right? was where yeah that was what they were lumped in with. They did do the CBGBs thing in yep. New York and whatnot. But uh, and I always saw them as a new wave band, never yeah. as a punk band, certainly never as a rock band. Well, I don't, I don't think there was a, a term new wave. You know, at until that, he at arrived that particular with his time. giant David Burns suit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they may have they may have come up with that term in in an effort to describe the heads, right? And uh, and. You know, quite honestly, that would fall short yeah. in my eyes. I mean, those guys still, still to this day, extremely unique. Sure, extremely. Unique. And one of my laments: uh, I will never get to cross this off of my bucket list. Going into a serious job interview in a David Byrne suit, <laughs> grossly like just too big for my body. Uh, but to to represent being hipper than thou. Wow. All you right. Because these days, in my lofty position, I, I have the opportunity to. Interview, uh, you know, today's leaders and yes, yes, you're on the other side of the desk now. And things like scruff are just common, let alone beards. You know, beards and scruff yep. is okay. Yep. yep. Um, kind of professional casual is, is the rule of the day. Yeah. Whereas it seems to be. I was like, if you're not wearing a suit, that you're a hobo. You know. Mm-hmm. A lot has changed, man. It's hard to keep yeah. up as a boomer. I oh, tell it's you, it's true. It's true. A boomer well, generation. Wait a minute. Did you say boomer? Boomer. Well. Junior Boomer. Junior Boomer? You're the one that knows about the generation <laughs> shit. I, don't, I know nothing about that. All I know is that I'm older than most people I look around and see. So uh, I got you. I got you. Well, there's definitely a, a cool quotient to being a member of Generation X. Um, what is it? I'm waiting. Generation X? <laughs> guys around our age. People around our age. You we're know, our, we're our what? We're, we're cool? We know good music. Yeah, That's about it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we don't get caught up in... All this cross-generational bullshit, right. rock-throwing right. stuff. And most of us know. can hold our liquor. Most of us. Yeah, this is true. This so is I, true. I picked that little ditty off of uh, the Talking Heads' final album, Naked, from All 1988, right. because uh, it matches what we're going to be talking about up front today, Yeah, which is, I don't know how you want to phrase it, the bleeding of Mother Earth. <laughs> you use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. <laughs> the climate change. We get, we get, we, Armageddon. I mean, yeah. go on and on. It's, we could reference this as the green episode. Uh, and make yeah, it clear could, that, yeah. that we're not, you know, talking about smoke and eau de green, you know, <laughs> but we are, in fact, talking about the environment. And again, you know, a little bit contradictory to, to the patterns we've established here at uh, Riffs and Rants. This mm-hmm. is also a, a Johnny-inspired uh, episode. Go figure. Uh, Mr. Smokestack Lightning yeah. is just uh, taking a moment to smell the flowers. The, man, so the man's versatile, folks. He's, <laughs> he's got chops in all directions. All directions. But well, uh, it's, it's my inner Professor Snoof that just wants to... Ensure that generations that come after me can also have beautiful manicured lawns that okay. people can't go on. Golf courses, right, and exactly. things like that. <laughs> that. That yeah, that certain certain demographics National are excluded parts from. That cost yeah. a premium to get into, you know. <laughs> like going to a ball game. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I think it does appeal to the cynicism sure. uh, inherent in the show that that is actually uh, uh, a quality that both you and I share, yep. even though we're coming from different directions with it. But uh, but no, when John brought this up uh, earlier this week, wanted to go in this direction, I was definitely intrigued. Yeah. And I'm curious to do the Johnny Teflon take on things. Well, I tell you what, I'll, I'll tell everybody right up front, my, my take is not to be anti-green anything. Okay. Okay. And my little facts and figures and the research that I've done supports the notion that change needs to happen. Right. Uh, we differ in opinion that I think uh, man's impact on the climate change um, is a little less than than what's popular. Right. We believed. we differ we differ on the degree, right? But uh, but we both agree that yeah, we are having the industrial age, for example, did mm-hmm. definitely have an impact on the environment. Sure. Continues to have an impact on the environment. Yep. And uh, yeah, to what extent? And I think it's you know I think also hand in hand that these things are in fact cyclical. Sure, and you know the the polar ice caps weren't always polar ice caps. No, that so that that we do know for if sure. If something yeah. goes from one thing to another, it stands to reason to a rational person that eventually it's going to circle back again. With me, everything is cyclical. Yeah, well, so, I think I think nature uh, nature is in agreement with you on that one. Yep. But uh, but the big X factor, if you will, mm-hmm. is humans. 
Yeah, and my, and then, my bugaboo in the basis of, of this segment yeah. is not the fact of where blame lies or any of that nonsense, because who's got time for that? Yeah, really. My thing is that nobody's really doing anything about it, and what they are doing is they're selling us a bill of goods that they're not providing. There's, there seems to be a lot of flailing going on. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I did want to ask you, you know, to what extent was this prompted by uh, what the Biden administration's doing? Uh, it was a factor. It was yeah. definitely a key factor. Okay. And, you know, within a, just one or two sentences, look, I feel the same way about his uh, infrastructure plan. Right. Lord knows this country needs it. Yeah. But how many presidencies before him have been saying the same thing? Mm. It's time to do something. Stop fucking talking about it. Yeah. And put a shovel into the ground. That's all yeah. I want to say, and I'll be happy. Oh, sure. Well, and, and you and I have, have, you know, touched base on this off the air. Uh, on a number of different occasions. And I think that the big thing that a lot of this is lacking is it ain't sexy. No. You know, it's, and it's, there's work involved. And yeah. there's change, which, of course, everybody's Ooh, terrified of. Big red flag. <laughs> big red flag. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, and I'm, I'm glad you went in that direction with it because, you know, here's a couple things, um, and I'm not going to get into each one. We can discuss, you know, what we found separately. Yeah. Um, but here are the biggest um, arguments about making movements away from fossil fuels. Uh Um, You know, they say that there isn't going to be enough renewable energy for everybody to maintain the style of life that we have right now. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to say yay or nay in any of this stuff yet. Um, It's expensive. The technology isn't yet perfected. Mm -hmm. Recycling is a bloated, imperfect project. Yeah. Which, again, has not been perfected. Yeah. Uh, Job loss, job retraining, mass migration, and economical dead zones that will result from removing these traditional sources of energy and the manufacture of them. And, uh, you know, lastly, backup systems, should these other things fail? Right. Because one of the beauties and the comforts of a a fuel-driven engine is technically, most cases, right? Those of us who have muscle cars in the garage, as long (laughs) as you got gas in the tank, you turn that key and the battery's got juice, it's going to turn over and you can go. Yeah, and aside I, from all the all the the technology that's been added to cars mm-hmm. these days, I think most of it with safety in mind as opposed to uh, efficient uh, right. energy consumption and whatnot. Um, it uh, yeah, it's it, the, the whole concept is relatively uncomplicated. It's fairly straight ahead, right? And that's why you know combustible engines, like you just said, with all minus the bells and whistles and fuel injection and everything we've gotten over the years. Yeah, it's the same combustible engine that's been around since the Model T. It's the same concept. Sure, sure. And backtracking just a little bit, um, obviously, like you made clear that these are definitely some of the objections Mm -hmm. um, that people are voicing in regards to moving things in the green direction, if you will. But I'm curious how much of that is stuff that you actually do agree with and how much of it is is, uh, I don't know, for lack of a better term, devil's advocating here. Well, I tell you what, good point. And... I see a lot of that for exactly what it is, an excuse. Okay. Okay. And look, it's, it's uncomfortable when someone's got to stop doing what they're doing for a living and learn something else. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just to use as a mini example, the auto industry. Yeah. Okay. You've got, you know, the, the magic of Pennsylvania steel, which took a beating during the last real energy crisis we had in the 70s. Yeah. And open up an opportunity for other countries to improve their technology, use alternative materials, and build smaller cars. We could have done that in the United States, but we were hesitant to change. Yeah. So now you had, really in the 80s, you know, I, I think of the Billy Joel song, Allentown, yep. all these steel mills shuttered, all the automotive plants oh, shuttered. Yeah. Cities like Detroit never recovered, or even Flint, Michigan, same thing, never recovered from this. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of towns in Pennsylvania right there in the steel belt that have never recovered. Yeah. Plus, the ones you don't think of, you know, all the stops along the Mississippi where they would, you know, be shuttling these raw supplies back and forth. It spiderwebs out tremendously all the ancillary businesses that support all of these current fossil fuel produced energy systems. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, that is very scary. But you know what? If you go to Pittsburgh today, Pittsburgh is not known for steel a- anymore. It's known right. for medical advances. Right. The city itself, and I say this because I went to school out there for a, a while, yeah. I was expecting 
soot-covered roofs and old <laughs> yeah. smokestacks, oh, yeah. you know, and yeah. everybody would look like a dirty coal miner. Yeah. Some of which did. Yeah. But I- basically... Images from, like, the deer hunter. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Slovakian weddings, you name it. <laughs> but in reality, it's a squeaky clean city, very well maintained. It yeah. almost, like, shuts its doors at 10 o'clock like, like a shopping mall. Oh, no kidding. And they clean the streets and everything. It, it's, it's a wonderful place to raise a family. Yeah. And you will see the rusted hulks of the steel mills on the perimeter of the city. Interesting. And slowly but surely, eventually, these warehouses were repurposed for other things. Yeah. Um, so that's like a success story. Sure. And it, it stands to reason if they could do it, then these other cities could do it, especially a situation like this where we're controlling our own destiny and these movements towards this new renewable energy yeah. that you've got time to train, to educate, to create new opportunities. Yeah. And as we'll you know, touch on later, because I know this is one of your points, you know, these jobs in renewable alternative energy sources pay quite well. They, they pay pretty good, yeah. yeah. And you would think that the, the Allentown scenario, if you will, would prompt people to embrace something new, a new opportunity. Um, but I think also, you know, you hit on really good points as to why people are resistant to it. Biggest one being, of course, people don't like change. Yeah. You know, and we're heavily, heavily uh, uh, he- uh, hesitant, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, to embracing things like that, you know, like you, like you and I are, are, are constantly joking around and, and, and referencing uh, uh, the first uh, Christopher Nolan Batman film about how, you know. <laughs> and you always fear what you don't understand. You know, I also think if you want to add to that, people, despite all the rhetoric going on right now as far as, you know, climate change and and. and these extremes and the fact that Miami is going to be underwater in, mm-hmm. in just a few years, that people really still don't grasp the urgency of the situation. Um, and really, they're afraid of risking whatever stability, no matter how little it may be, mm-hmm. they're really scared of losing stability. Right. And that, that's what makes everybody kind of hesitant yeah. you know, to head down this direction. But they and, don't realize they're... you know. They're dressed for work in their steel-toed boots, but they're standing on a cracker. Because I'm a genius. And that sucker's (laughs) about to crumble. Yes. You know, and they're not going to realize it until it's too late. And then you, by necessity, have to come up with a haphazard plan that's going to suck and that's going to impact our lives twice as bad as having a little preparation. Well, aren't we we prone to that as human beings? And as Americans. Yeah, yeah. particularly as (laughs) Americans, to wait until... You know, the absolute last minute, or maybe a few minutes after that, you know, before we over the plan, let's be heroes if we pull it off. Yeah, before we start moving, right? And I mean, the fact of the matter is, uh, these are all uh, micro focuses. I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in order to really get the ball rolling, you're talking about a sea change in philosophy, life philosophy. You're talking about massive a paradigm sea- shift. Yeah, a sea change in culture, um, yep. and that's a that's a very 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 difficult thing to yep. pull off. Well, let's, let's set the stage with some basic facts. And right. like I said, these are facts. These are not interpretations. Currently, uh, 80% of our nationwide power comes from fossil fuels. Right. Whether it be, you know, uh, you know coal, um, oil. Oil's huge. Yeah. Um, natural gas is yep. still like part of the big three. Yeah. So that's 80%. Then we've got 8.4%, which is nuclear. Okay. Yeah. Now, nuclear wait a minute, power... No, wait a minute. Now, is this the... The Jimmy Carter pronunciation of no the George Bush one the George Bush reference. pronunciation nuclear okay. nu- yeah. <laughs> nuclear I'm not even yeah I, I think I can do or he that. would say nuclear yeah it's nuclear weird. I it's think tough work tough yeah work. something like that uh. um, but it's only eight point four percent and I think most Americans think that's a lot more because uh, the, don't the doubt that for a gigawatts minute. these suckers spit out you oh, know yeah. with their ominous two towers you would think that we'd be getting more from nuclear but. We're not, okay? Yeah, yeah. And then, the truth be told, in this current state right now, we're getting 11.6% of our power from renewable sources, um, such as you know, hydroelectric, right. wind power, mm-hmm. um, which, which is not a lot at all. Yeah. So at the pace that we're at, currently doing you know, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more to get ourselves a little greener. At it's this transition. incremental to say the at least. The, yeah, very yeah. incremental. But at this pace, in 2050, we would have reached 20% of renewable energy being you know, part of our whole yeah. package, which is nothing. And despite the fact that 2050 
does still sound a little science fictiony to a lot of us. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, folks, <laughs> folks, we're currently in 2021. Right. You know? Think about that. We're 21 years into the new millennium. The 21 years into the new century already. Yeah. You know, I still remember, you know, partying like it was 1999. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's coming up fast, folks. It's coming yeah. up very fast. I still remember the Conan O'Brien skit in the year 2000. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so... You know, there are alternatives out there. One of my favorites, and we've discussed this off, off air, I kind of love the solar panel farms. Yeah. Okay? Um, because, look, there's a lot of land that isn't doing shit. Yep. You can't grow good tomatoes in it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the cattle can't graze on it. It's rocky-ass dirt. I'm looking at you, American Southwest. Death Valley, baby. And they say, um, if we had solar panels covering 0.06%, that's like nothing, 0.06% of this country, yeah. that that would be enough to meet the entire country's current electrical demands. No kidding. I mean, wow. and again, not to poke fun at the American Southwest, <laughs> but hello, Arizona. Hello, Idaho. Yeah. Hello, Iowa. Hello, New Mexico. Hello, New Mexico. Yeah. And hello, a damn good portion of Texas. Yeah. Put some panels up in there. I mean, I want to see like a Bond villain-sized farm <laughs> of solar panels that could like blind the space shuttle if they yep. look at it. Yep. There'd be a heavy problem solved right there, but obviously it's never going to happen. Mm. Um, surprisingly, another you know thing you think the United States would be very good at with all of our giant dams like the Hoover Dam and the Tennessee Valley Authority, yeah. we'd be really into the whole hydroelectric thing You'd you know think, powering yeah. these giant turbines and whatnot yeah truth is we are basically last in the world when it comes to that Jesus. at a whopping eight percent of our production or electricity coming from that oh, man. whereas norway which yeah looks like a, like a painting from one of the hobbit movies they got dams and pow, yeah. you know paddle yeah. wheels and everything going on what did, there what did sarah palin call them norwegians or something like probably that? Yeah. That fruit yeah. loop <laughs> but they're at 96 percent of their power derived from no this. No shit. And wow. Brazil and Canada kind of float in, in second place at around 60. Yeah. Now, Brazil and Canada don't come to mind as technological powerhouses. Yeah, no, not and at And yet all. they can make this happen. Again, why, why, why can't we? Where the hell is our money going? Yeah. So, and again, I just, you know, you know my thing is never to hit you with like facts and figures and charts and whatnot because it doesn't translate well on the radio. Yeah. And I want to also say that I got all this information directly from the School for Environment and Sustainability, part of University of Michigan. Nice. Hail to the victors. <laughs> so. little shameless plug there, little folks. little shameless plug there. <laughs> well, no, you know, it's, it's, I, think, I think you hit on it, you know, a minute or two back when, you know, you're talking about how slow we are to come around to this. Um, but it is happening. I mean, as of 2020, uh, the clean energy sector employed, you know, close to three and a half million Americans. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you also pointed out, according to uh, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, the two fastest growing jobs in the U.S. over the next, I don't know, 20, 25 years are going to be solar installers and wind technicians. Mm -hmm. And those jobs pay really well. Right. You know, so it is, we're, we're kind of, I don't know, it's kind of like, you know, waking somebody up after they've been out late at night. You right. know, the night before. <laughs> you know, they're slowly coming around. They're slowly shaking off yeah. the fog. They're slowly getting to it. Uh, you know, there is definitely a distinct lack of motivation here. Yeah. And, uh, and maybe we, you know, maybe we need to do something along the lines of what we did with the space race with the Russians and make it a competition. I, mm -hmm. think, I think these days it would be between most likely us and China. Yeah. You know, but you need, we've got to find that motivation somehow. And you need to change the, the perception of a lot of these alternative... Uh, renewable energy sources like solar because look as americans most of us view solar as, as a cute thing it's a toy some people got the panels on the roof yeah but it's one of those things that say like i, I touched on earlier about the technology not being perfected yeah the batteries are kind of always in question yeah. like you're are you storing up the energy and is the energy going to be be there at a flip of a switch when you need it right and a lot of cases it, it isn't so you really become dependent on a somewhat sunshiny day yeah to happen. <laughs> which, which in this country is, is I got to say, pretty disgraceful. Yes. I mean, you know, once upon a time, we were at the forefront of, you know, yep. technological innovation, and our products were, you know, the super high quality products that you would expect. Right. You know, as, as you know, prideful Americans, mm -hmm. you know, that we are. And the fact that that's not happening, again, you know, how do we light a fire under people? I mean, I remember back and when the whole recycling 
philosophy mm-hmm. uh, started to take hold in the U.S. And I remember, you know, a lot of my a uh, little bit more naive friends were of the mistaken impression that people would do this kind of thing because it's the right thing to do. No. You know, particularly <laughs> with business. And that, that's so not the way they think. And it's I so mean, But that's the impact the way. that the, uh, the movement had on you and I as children because we had that friggin' Indian commercial with the Italian with the, guy playing the, the Indian, yeah, right, with, with the, the tear, tear, right? Yeah. And as kids, that, that stuck with us. Oh, yeah. And, it was an iconic image. Right. And that, that same, um, I don't know if it's a government agency or, or privately held uh, consortium, but they're still putting out commercials, none of which have the weight of that particular one. Right. But they're still out there trying to encourage people to do recycling, oh, yeah. which is, you know, just another head on this Hydra. Yeah. Because... We're only doing, for all the, the efforts that we're doing, uh, the labeling of the bottles, all these different kinds of plastics and where to put it and how to do it and what it can become afterwards. And yeah, it's only, become horrifically inefficient. Horrifically. Yeah. And at the end of the day, only 8.5% yeah, of plastics are being recycled. No shit. Which is not going to help that those floating islands of trash out there in the yeah. ocean. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm no tree hugger, but that breaks my heart to see that yeah. because you know it's, as we speak, destroying the oceans. Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And again, you know, on an individual basis, you might be able to get a percentage of the population to act on a, on a moral argument. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get business, and that's really the significant uh, uh, thing we should be shooting for here, uh, to act in a, in an in a appropriate manner here, you got to make it clear to them that it's profitable, mm-hmm. that it has a positive effect on the bottom line. And that's the message that needs to get out. And, and it has to be real, too. Right. You know, it can't be spin. It can't be propaganda. I mean, you mentioned the, the term facts earlier, <laughs> you know, in the broadcast. <laughs> the F you know, word. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're fond of debating facts yeah. these days, which Plus, is you know, again, absurdity. Going back to our youth and, and, and how conservation and recycling also was, was represented, they had so much better messengers because we had Jacques Cousteau. Yeah. We had, um, what was that old guy out of Mutual of Omaha that would drive <laughs> around? Mutual of Omaha's Wild King. Merle something, I think. Yeah, yeah. And even, you know, not too much, uh, too long ago, we had the... Um, the crocodile guy, Steve Irwin. Steve, yep, you know, yep, yep. And these were people that would interact with, with animals, with their environment. And the message rang true from them because they were there hands-on doing it. They weren't some government fat cat yeah. in a tailored suit yeah. saying, we have to do this because it's good for everybody. Meanwhile, you know somebody is getting a kickback yeah. because of this latest move they're making. You know, mm-hmm. it's just everything is just such a bloated lie. And that's why the American public or maybe the worldwide public... They're not buying it. They're not yeah. buying into it. Bloated line, bloated exaggeration, a lot of stretching of the truth going on, I'm sure. Yep. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's how do we motivate people. Um, again, I, you know, I don't mean to be the cynical one this week. Uh, <laughs> How's it feel? Yeah, it's, it's Feels a little nice, doesn't It's it? a little yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. You know, I may have to wash it down with a little vodka on the break. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I, I, I have a bad feeling that this is a generational thing. Yeah. You know, and that, that certain people are so locked into... Um, whatever their philosophy is, whatever their approach is to life. Again, we don't like risking our perceived stability mm-hmm. uh, and taking a chance. Um, you know, that's, that's again, it's going to go away generationally. Yeah. Or, like I said, you know, when Miami is finally fully underwater. Sure. I mean, sure. How, many, how many billions of dollars in coastal property Oof. are now at risk due to rising sea levels? You know, you can debate what's causing that and the only you know, talking all night head day, but we it's got happening, you know? that isn't a Hollywood celebrity or a government official yeah. is, is that Greta Thunberg. I mean, really? Greta, Greta That's Thunberg. the little Swedish the little girl kid? that lectures. Yeah, that weirdo. It, Put her ass in school. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no problem with her. I don't, you know, I don't know who the little chick is, quite honestly. Because, again, she's I do. just another one that, that just gets propped up by politicians and governments well, and I was, whatnot. I was going to say, I, I wonder about the messenger on this one. And you're right. You know, as is the way, every time somebody comes out and, and makes a push in this direction or that direction, they get co-opted. Yeah. They get co-opted by interests um, whose profitability depends on us not changing mm-hmm. and not progressing and staying exactly the way everything is. Right. You know, there's a little bit too much of, of that working, working against 
the, the establishing of the right direction and the right philosophy. Truth. And, and these are formidable, formidable people. I mean, we're talking major corporations, you yeah. know, fracking, you know, fossil fuels. You're talking, you're talking whole nations, you know, like Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. You know? Who have a lot to lose. Oh, yeah. You know, and then we've got huge amounts of oil reserves in, in the caves under Kentucky, I believe it is. Yeah. Um, you know, because you're always going to need that. Because, look, there's such a thing as an EMP pulse. Mm-hmm. And you hit that and then say goodbye to all your fancy, you know, power generating <laughs> yep. things. Yep. Yep. Um, whereas uh, replacing a couple of solenoids and shit, you'll be up and running with a combustible engine in no time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there, there's always going to be a need for that. And maybe right now we're, we're shooting for the moon and we should be, which is a topic for another day. Yeah. But we should be shooting for just the stratosphere. And by that I mean... Maybe hybrid vehicles should be the rule, and perhaps the rule across the board. You know, yeah. well, that is coming. I mean, we have yeah. a. Was it General Motors said by? Yep. I don't know. Was it? It wasn't twenty twenty five, was it? It was twenty twenty five. That that yeah, that's the way it's going to yeah. be with the vehicles they produce, and that's ambitious as hell. And now, I mean, they can't. They're not producing vehicles, and they're not importing more vehicles yeah. because there's a shortage of microchips. <laughs> How in the world? Do you have? I don't care what pandemic's going on. How is there a shortage of microchips? Yeah, one one. So that basically, what started as a Ford problem has now encompassed all the car manufacturers, and yeah. production is almost at a complete standstill. Oh, now, God. come on, you, the best writers in Hollywood can't make this yeah, shit I would, up. I was gonna say, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even bother. That seems so simplistic. Yep. But I am glad that you brought it up because that's, I think, the crux. Um, of the issue that we have as far as rolling over, as far as, you know, getting into this new day, is so much of this is predicated on and absolutely dependent on us reducing uh, our energy consumption patterns. I mean, that's that's honest-to-God change. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, people, people, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to fight you on that. Oh, yeah. You know, and at least until the ocean is, you know... Creeping into the front door of the condo. Yeah. You know, and it's go like, from well, a, a chicken in every pot to one handheld device per person, please. Ex- <laughs> but you know who would make that work? China. Because there it's not go. about the populace doing whatever the hell they want, you know. They could take my 81 Camaro from my cold, dead hands. Yeah, yeah. Well, you in chi- yeah, in China, they'll, they'll shoot they'll you. They'll take it, yeah, they'll and they'll cut your fine. hand off yeah. and sell it in a wet market. Yeah, that's, that's the nice thing about being overpopulated. <laughs> Is that kind of that kind of spare crack. a few people? If yeah, you got to crack down. That kind of yeah. cracker bullshit is like fine, <laughs> shoot them. You know. So on that note, you know where we are. Is it? Uh, is it's it the time, mid episode Johnny? trench? Ah, I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, we go there. You know, that's, we go that's, there. That's, that's that's the deal we have with you know the uh, the big boom audiences. Yeah, we're going to take you there, but at the end of it, you know, there is a there is a pot of gold. Right. You know, at the end of this dark rainbow here. And we'll always hold their hand and get them out of the turtle pool of dismay <laughs> into the promised land. So, what do you got in mind for the, the middle gem? Is it topical? Is it relatable? Uh, I'm thinking so. I'm thinking so. Well, we, uh, we, we, we touched on some 80s shit uh, uh-huh. uh, earlier in the broadcast, so I think, you know, continuing on down that road um, and, and very much linking it to what we've been discussing uh, I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking a little midnight oil action, Johnny. With that, that scary bald dude from Australia. <laughs> yeah, no, riding all... on the hood of the car. Some yeah, shit. yeah. Aren't, Wait, aren't... was that a Mad Max? No, that's their actual that's, video. Yeah, that's, scary that's dude. an Australian dude right yes. there, folks. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, very appropriately, I think, and and, uh, and definitely something that'll uh, that'll induce some flashbacks. I think with both of us, uh, midnight oil nailed it with this one. I think we should. Uh, I think we should. Uh, uh, rock out a little bit with uh, beds are burning. Yes. All right. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good to me. That's a plan, folks. We're going to play a little uh, Midnight Oil for you right now in the quiet storm. <laughs> and we'll be back in two and two with more things and stuff. Hey, 
Flashback. Yes. Flashback. As sung by Catherine Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn after a few pints, no doubt. Yes. You know, this was the Aussie Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> but uh, and it, and it should be pointed out that uh, that that was a, a late '80s mm-hmm. uh, song versus an early '80s song because those of us who lived through it knew there was like a sea change on about the mid '80s. Yeah. You know, and MTV and what they were featuring. And uh, and yeah, that was uh, that was actually the first single uh, from Midnight Oil's 1987 album "Diesels and Dust," mm-hmm. which was actually a big hit for them. And uh, you know, to 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 their credit, they got on the very prestigious uh, VH1's list of the 100 greatest one-hit wonders well, of go. the 1980s. Yeah, they they hit 95 right. on that particular. I mean, one, they so. were they were you know good at what they did. I think they had that hit and another. Tasty little Australian band, you yeah. know, cut from the cloth of, um, what was it, Men Without Hats or... Uh, Definitely, yeah. Uh, you know, of course, he's not in the league of ACDC, but... Not quite. There's been quite a few decent musicians, rock and rollers, to, to come out of Australia. Oh, sure, absolutely. Often overlooked because of the juggernaut that the United Kingdom is. Indeed. Spitting them out one after the other. Oh, yeah. Well, it's 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 it was a uh, quote unquote international hit. Yes, you know, and and you and I have talked about this. You know, one hit, you know, the 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 term one hit wonder seems to be somewhat disparaging. Yeah, nothing but sneeze at. One hit is like one more hit than ninety nine point nine percent of all the exactly. other bands who have recorded out there. One God. more hit than a shitload of waiters out in L A. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, and uh, and yeah, I'm sure that uh, that at the time they were living the life, yep, and they were having a good time. I mean, that that would be roughly uh, equivalent to you know somebody from the United States going to Australia and enjoying a hit. That's right. an accomplishment, sure, you know, it really is. And you know, credit where credit is due. They had a little uh, environmental awareness there, a little social conscience, a little ahead of the curve. Sure. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, good stuff. I, that was fun hearing that. I haven't heard that song for quite some time. Yep. And uh, and yeah, it, uh, it 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 brought me back. It takes a village, say. man. It yeah. takes a village. Now, for those of you who are uh, frequent listeners <laughs> to the show, we do a little thing from time to time. A little competition. A little competition. A little good-natured competition. I will kill you. <laughs> called uh, Lyrically Speaking. You wish. <laughs> and basically, uh, we take turns feeding each other famous rock and roll lyrics 
And seeing if the other one can guess the artist and song title just yeah, by that yeah. little snippet of, of lyrics fun. that we do. Good fun. Now, we've done this three times already. Yeah. And it's all evened up. I won once. Is it really? You won once. And we had ah, a tie. Okay. Okay. So this is effectively the, the rubber match, unless, of course, it's another tie. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Right. Interesting. Right. And we'll never stay we, for a tie. We, we should have like <laughs> big red buttons on the table here so we can, you know, hit the button when you. I, I think based on lines. how it's gone so far, we should have the least amount of breakable shit in front of That's us. That's probably true. Because, folks, sometimes it does get ugly. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> meaning every time it gets ugly because, you know, we're, very, we're competitive and, and we know yeah, our music or we think we do. A little common ground that Johnny and I share. We are both competitive. And it's for bragging rights. And you, of course, can play along at home. As long as you have uh, ears. Strongly encouraged to play yeah, along. Strongly home. encouraged. Absolutely. So would you like to go first this time, sir? Uh, yeah, I'll take you up on that. I'll take you up on that. All right. Take you a know. swig of your drink. Get your game face on. Remember, the key, so. folks, here is to speak the lines robotically because the person's going to try and sing them in their head. That's how it works. That's yep. what you do for those, those who are listening at home. Sing it in your head a couple of times. See if you can lock in yep. and, uh, and go from there. All right. All right. Here we All go. All right, straight up. Number one, he stands like a statue, becomes part of the machine, feeling all the bumpers, always playing clean. That would be the Who with Pinball Wizard. Bang. You went right in my wheelhouse, sir. Threw you a little softball there, John. You did. That, that was a tomato can right yeah, over the middle. It was indeed. <laughs> it was indeed. Though every once in a while, and, you, and I'm sure you can attest to this too, you can hear the song in your oh, head, yeah. but yep. you just can't put your finger on it. And when you read He Stands Like a Statue, it was just melodic enough <laughs> that that's when I caught and it. And that's the other funny thing about it is, like, if you know the song really well, it's hard not to sing it, yes. you know, hard not to deliver it rhythmically like the song you know. Yep. You know? All right. So, boom, right out of the gate. All right. All right. All right. Now, here we go with number two. Make sure you can't cheat and see through my paper. <laughs> Not that you would ever I'm, cheat. I'm looking over my shoulder here to see if there are any ma- mirrors on the wall and whatnot. Yeah, we're good. You know? All right. And I think all of these are probably equally difficult, so I'm oh. not going to pick and choose. All right. All right. Start with this one. <clears throat> Don't want to wait till tomorrow. Why put it off another day? One more walk through problems... Built up and stand in our way. Ugh. Could you pick a more milk toast verse than uh, that? No, that was the most milk toast yeah, verse. Yeah, that, that was. <laughs> and, you know, I want to say whoever it was that wrote that. Uh, bravo, uh, real creative, dude. Yeah. Uh, could you play that back for me one more time? I John? would love to. All right. Okay. Uh, don't want to wait till tomorrow. Why put it off another day? One more walk through problems. Built up and stand in our way. Oh, yeah, because that's real Dylan-esque. That really... <laughs> whoever wrote that dug deep. This is where he loses it, folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just where you're going to hear things breaking in the background here. Oh, that was so weak. I got nothing. Wow. <laughs> and I haven't used them yet. This is why I wanted to lead off with a Van Halen song uh-huh. right now. Ugh. Yeah. Van Hagar? Really? <laughs> Oh, but it, w- it wasn't the best song in that album by far, but it got the most airplay and video play. So that's yeah. why I chose that one. Uh, yeah. I, I hope people <laughs> listening at home are encouraged <laughs> that you could write something so simplistic and, and <laughs> dare I say, it, brain damaged and somehow come up with a hit. Uh-huh. Ugh. All right. All right. All right, Captain. What do you got for me? Ah, okay. Number two. To keep in silence, I resigned. My friends would think I was a nut. Turning water into wine, open doors would soon be shut. That would be Peter Gabriel, Salisbury Hill. Oh. The kid is on fire. He's he's two for two, folks. He's two (laughs) for two. Clearly, I'm making this way too easy for Johnny. Oof, now you just happen to pick tunes that I know. Or maybe it's because I've done very minimal shots and and, and whatnot today. Mm. I I think... I don't feel guilty about much of anything anymore, but I think the last time we did this, I, I, I made it a little difficult for you. So maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe you're compensating overcompensating subconsciously, of course, subconsciously. because consciously I would never do that. Okay, well here, here's one right in your wheelhouse. All right. Well, shake it up. You're to blame. Got me swaying, little honey. My heart's a ball of burning flame. 
Oh, God. Really? Mm-hmm. That's an actual song lyric? Oh, yeah. Well, when you said Shake It Up, I was automatically thinking the Cars tune, Shake It Up. Uh, but then it went in a different direction. Uh-huh. All right, let me hear one more time. Okay. Well, shake it up, you're to blame. Got me swaying, little honey. My heart's a ball of burning flame. God, whoever wrote that should shoot himself in the head. Uh, and I'm fairly 95% certain that you, A, know the song, obviously, but you're a fan of the song and the group as well. One more time? Sure. I thought I had a burp there. Right. Well, shake it up. You're to blame. Got me swaying, little honey. My heart's a ball of burning flame. Yeah, that almost sounds like a cult tune. Nah, got nothing. 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 Take a wild guess. Uh, nah, drawing a blank. Drawing a blank. All right, that was the cult with Firewoman. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. I was in the ballpark. You were definitely in the ballpark. I was in the ballpark. All right. All right. All right. And I'm correct, right? You, you're a fan of the cult. Yeah. Oh, oh sure. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. All right. All right. Now it's getting intense. Uh, okay. All right. Let me throw this one at you. See what you got. All right. Uh, don't turn away. What are you looking at? He was so happy on the day that he met her. Say, what are you looking at? I was a Superman, but looks are deceiving. I think I know this one. What all the, what are you looking at? What the hell song is that? One more time, please. Alrighty then. Don't turn away. What are you looking at? He was so happy on the day he met her. Say, what are you looking at? I was a Superman, but looks are deceiving. Can I hate myself because I should know this? See, that's a damnable thing about this game is you end up hating <sighs> yourself because it's like right on the tip of your tongue. Like as clearly as I could hear the songs of the first two you did, I could almost hear this. Yeah. Hey, I don't know. That was Stone Temple Pilots with Sour Girl. <laughs> oh my God! Hey, what are you looking Look at? Exactly. Shit. See, what happened was on that, I managed to successfully deliver it and change the rhythm just a yes. little bit. Just a little That's bit. That's everything. Yeah. Yep. Shit. Well done, sir. Well Thank done. You. Right. Next right. best thing that to, to, to actually naming the song is stumping yeah. the guy oh, you're definitely. competing with. Yeah. Sometimes it's a defensive struggle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yeah. Here comes your number three. All right. I'm stranded in the sleet and rain. Don't think I'm ever going to make it home again. The morning sun is rising. It's kissing the day. Oh, shit. This one I know. It's kissing the day. Oh, I can, this, is, this is one of those times where I can hear it in my head. Take your time. Give it to me one more time. Sure. I'm stranded in the sleet and rain. Don't think I'm ever going to make it home again. The morning sun is rising. It's kissing the day. Kissing the day. Oh. Oh my God. Damn it. Same thing. I, I, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Shit. Give it to me one more time. Well, there is a two-time max. Oh, fuck off with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stranded in the sleet and rain. Don't think I'm ever going to make, make it home, home again. again. The morning sun is rising. It's kissing the day. It's kissing the day. Shit. I'm going to bang myself against the table when I hear this. (laughs) Damn it. It's right there, but I'm not not getting it. Nothing? I'm sure I'm going to hate myself. You probably will. Yeah. That is Journey, Wheel in the Ah! Sky. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Woof. Shit. So no pressure, but you need to, to get these last two. Yeah, yeah. And that's assuming I don't get any more correct. All right. I tell you what, out of your remaining two, one is super wicked hard, the other you'll probably get. 
Okay. So. <laughs> well, let me throw this at you. All right, then. All right. Uh, I'm worth a million in prizes with my torture film. Drive a GTO, wear a uniform, all on a government loan. You've used this one before. Now, the trick is, can I fucking remember who it was? T-Rex. And it's... Jeepster? Is that your final answer, sir? It is. <laughs> nope. Uh. That was Iggy Pop, Lust for Life. Oh, yes. Shit. I... I, I I was looking at that song and I, I couldn't use the. I course, have had it in the, in the year before because that would have been a dead giveaway. But, right. uh, but yeah, you definitely used that one before. I don't. Th- Lust for Life. I don't think so. You did. Yes. Because yeah. I got it wrong the first time. It's the only reason I remembered it. And no, I was like, oh, I should have got I might, that. I might have used a different Iggy Pop tune, but it wouldn't have been Lust for Life. Whatever. All right. <laughs> well, then shit, you should have got it if I used well, it. Right. Jesus. Right. You know? No, I God, recall damn. shot. Well, yeah. All right. So you got two left. I'm currently up two. To nothing. Uh, well, God. Threw, threw him a couple of softballs, <laughs> folks, and he, and he took me deep on both of them. <laughs> All right, so here we go. This is the super difficult one. Or so I would think. I could be way off. All right. He looked to be 60, and maybe I was 10. Mama used to whip me, but I'd go see him again. I'd clap my hands, stomp my feet, try to stay in time. He'd play me a song or two. Then take another drink of wine. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Does that mean it's super easy or super difficult? That, 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 is, that was that, a huge block of lyrics. Yeah, and it's so beyond obscure. <laughs> One more time, please. All right. He looked to be 60, and maybe I was 10. Mama used to whip me, but I'd go see him again. I'd clap my hands, stomp my feet, try to stay in time... He'd play me a song or two, then take another drink of wine. Yeah, I'm never going to get that one. That's wow. way out it of left difficult. field. It's Leonard Skinner, Ballad of Curtis Lowe. Yeah, I never would have <laughs> got that. Never would have got that. Oof. <laughs> all right, all right. What do you got, kid? All right. Will he shut out Michael Sean Lee? All right, here we go. Baby, you're a big blue whale. Grab the reef when all duck diving fails. I swim, but I wish I'd never learned. The water is too polluted with germs. I think you talk to me about obscure. <laughs> uh, all right, feed it one more time. Baby, you're a big blue whale. Grab the reef when all duck diving fails. I swim, but I wish I'd never learned the water's too polluted with germs. No idea. You know, it's funny because when you're, when you're reciting the lyrics, it's like, ah, it's obvious. How could you not know this? You know? All right, you ready? Ready. That was Bad Fish by Sublime. Yeah, never would have guessed that. Really? No. I know you're you're a you're a Sublime fan, and I remember not a super duper fan. No, okay, okay, because when I was jotting that, I know like the basics. Yeah, you know um, the basics that Sublime fans would know. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the big ones, but I never would have got it. That's funny. Well, my mistake. I thought you were a Sublime guy. Well, burn in hell. And I, I, (laughs) I, it was that's one of those ones. I'm sure you've had this happen too, where I figured. You know, as soon as I say this line, he's going to get it. Sure. So now you're playing for pride, my friend. Here's your last one. Fuck you too. Because I don't think uh, I'll have to go to the booth for this one, but I don't think anyone's ever gotten blanked. Mm. But I could be wrong. I think we, we blanked each other on the yeah? last one. I think so, yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Well, anywho. All right. And then he swept up from behind. He put a gun to my head. He made it clear he wasn't looking for a fight. Oh, God. That is... Uh... Cage the Elephant. What is the name of the title of that song? Can you give me the lyric one more time? I sure can. All right. And then he swept up from behind. He put a gun up to my head. He made it clear he wasn't looking for a fight. That sounds like Cage the Elephant 
And money don't grow on trees. You got bills to pay, mouths to feed. Ain't no rest for the wicked. You are correct, sir. <laughs> and he walks away with a little piece of pride. Here for sir, you, you win a, a block of government cheese. Oh, good. And a dirty sock. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, was a, that was an inspired call. That, re- that really was. I, I, yeah. I can't remember the last time. Uh, I don't know. If we, have we ever played any Casey Elephant? No, we no? haven't. No. Interesting. 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 <laughs> possible, possible gem material for a future show. Yeah. Now you gave I, me I, uh, I all five, the, right? I'm good. I'm yep, done. Yep. All I, right. I, I miss those guys. It's been a while since uh, since I heard any case. And new champion of the uh, world, folks. See if you can see if you can envision Johnny bending over backwards <laughs> and kissing his own ass. See if you can just picture that. Pure skill, folks. I'm sure you all recognize that. Uh, this is my post-game interview. Uh, we had a lot of good stuff today, and uh, everybody played their part, and uh, it was a great strategy going in. So I got to give props to the, the coaching staff here. Um, you know, hats off to Michael Shonley. Obviously, he had an off day. Sweep the leg. Uh, perhaps the rumors of doping are true. But, See, folks, um, you, you, you only opponent. have to put up with this shit for an hour each week, but this is what I get all the time. You lose! Good day, sir. God oh. bless him. Hey, how about a a celebratory, possibly, uh, gem to, to lead us out of this now? You know, I, I kind of like that, that idea. Cleanse the the, I, the I palate. Like that, I like that idea a lot. I do indeed. I and do indeed. Uh, we had an original plan that we were the, the victor was going to send this out to the I hate the word loser. So the person that <laughs> wasn't the victor. Yeah, he, you should have seen the Cheshire Cat grin when he said that, folks. Yeah, he hates that. He hates so, it. So uh, this song coming up is a little ditty by a band we both enjoy called The Guess Who, and it's called uh, No Sugar Tonight. I like it. Symbolically saying, you lose, you get none, good day, sir. And we'll be right back. <laughs> Take 
sugar tonight uh, baby. i gotta say i feel better now i feel i feel See, a little better now I do. even, even I, though I it's do like uh, uh make a little fun do a little dance yeah, you know yeah. taunting kind of song it's such a great song oh it is you know? it is and I, I i'm sure at least a few people in our audience know the full title um of that was uh no sugar tonight slash new mother nature this is true and uh, and that was of course from the 1970 uh, guess who album american woman mm-hmm. which of course contained the monster hit single american woman yep. and uh no sugar tonight was actually the b-side on that and it was no a randy bachman tune so huh. yeah yeah it uh it, i believe they uh they hit the billboard 100 top 100 uh and it stuck there for three weeks so it was a, it was a big success for yeah. the band Quality band, and I, I know them as the first rock band ever invited to the White House. Ah, no kidding. And I believe okay. it was Richard Nixon's daughter was having a soiree, yeah. and she wanted to have them there in their heyday, which matches up with the early 70s oh, time sure. frame. Oh, sure. Trisha Nixon was a little rocker. She was. There you go. She partied. Yep. Whore. <laughs> God. Sue me. I'm just assuming. Oh, man. Ouch. Yeah, so, you so know, anyway. that was that, and a nice neat bow on it. <laughs> That we call a dead president's daughter a whore. Let's move on. Moving right along. <laughs> yes, I want you to know, sir, that you have a whole living in Toa. All right. Uh, oh, so what? So what's new in uh, Big Boom Radio this week, John? Ooh, so much stuff. So much exciting, fun things. Our shirts, our T-shirts are in, uh, and yes. uh, you know, and I, I see you were uh, you were in fact I'm modeling one this week. Sure, it looks sharp. And I the say, um, it looks sharp. The uh, project manager in me purposely went and gave the same design to two separate T-shirt companies. Okay. And I figured whichever one came back better was the one that I would use in the future. Makes sense to me. They were both great because they allow you to do limited numbers, so I didn't order 500 to see if I like them or not. So I did 20 from each. Okay. And one, one that I'm wearing, I think was substantially better than the other company. So I won't mention any names because we don't (laughs) like doing that. But the one that I'm not going with is the one that does all the TV commercials. (laughs) And I found that they're excellent for doing stuff on mugs and pens and whatnot, but clothing, not so much. The other company had the you know, wherewithal to realize, well, most of the logo is black, so if you put it on a black T-shirt, you don't need all that extra ink. There we go. And it just looks better. Nice. So nice. there we go. Well, I got to say, it's 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 a sharp-looking T-shirt. Sure, and even uh, with B's dog hair on yeah, it. Yeah, it was, <laughs> a little bit from our head of security there. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, anybody uh, seen walking down the street wearing one of these, you're going to get Instantly you're gonna get recognizable. Man. And I will be wearing at, uh, this shirt at the uh, Blitzkrieg Pro Wrestling Show, Scratch the Surface, nice. which is now sold out. It actually sold out in 10 minutes. No kidding. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Wow. Nice. I literally couldn't even get uh, ringside seats. So wow. I'm in like general population area. Wow. And um, we are official sponsors of this? We are official sponsors. In ah. fact, we are sponsoring... Uh, we're on all the promo materials, but we're sponsoring their championship, the uh, Blitzkrieg Bl- Pro Bedlam Championship. Nice. It's a fatal four-way where the loser gets put through a door. 
<laughs> because according to them, doors are now the new tables. All right. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be splinters uh, yeah. flying in the air, and that's just a good time right there. Sounds like a lot yep. of fun to me, man. So like I said, I'll be sporting my uh, my garb. I'll probably bring a little extra swag with me just in case. There we go. And uh, you know, make new friends and a devotees to Big Boom Radio yeah. and this podcast because we're fun. You know, yeah, anybody local, you know, go on sure, down, sure. see if you can track down uh, Johnny Teflon, get yeah. yourself a T-shirt. I believe it will be available for streaming as well. Very nice. So I'll, if I get details, I'll share that with everybody then. Okay? There we go. There we so, go. So otherwise, fun episode, man. Yeah. We traveled the globe. We usually do. Yeah, well, we were self-serving with our little lyrical speaking <laughs> contest. And then we did our bit to get into heaven by trying to save the planet. And meanwhile, we had some good jobs. We got a long road to host. This is unfortunately true. But (laughs) no good deed goes unpunished. Let's see what happens. All right. For uh, for me, hey, I'm Johnny Teflon. And I'm Michael Sean Lee. And we'll see you all on the flip side.